All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. And sometimes you just got to move on. There's not much to be said about this one, uh, but we're going to try. I lie. There's a lot to be said about this one. It was garbage. Another episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. Thanks for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. You can follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram, questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked On Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Uh, all right, we're going to talk about this game for this episode and then never mention it again. Uh, <laughs> we'll put it away in a safety deposit box and um, just hope it that it collects dust and uh, we don't have to add any other games like this to it. It, w- it was brutal. It was just a, a bad game. <clears throat> when you play an 82-game season, you're bound to have one of these or two of these Maybe even three of these, even if you're a, a you know a good team like the Avalanche. And even when you're decimated like this, like you know, you can't use it as an excuse because the Avalanche have been playing with pretty much this roster. Yes, you added Galchenyuk and Foodie for this game, uh, but you still shouldn't lose five to nothing. So uh, there's not a lot of good that comes out of this game right here. I think the only good thing that we can get out of this game is I think we really we're sleeping on how much we miss the Atlanta Thrashers. <laughs> I really miss the Thrashers. These yeah. Jets are annoying. They are so annoying. We are 0 and 2 versus the Jets this year. Yeah, I know. And we it's, lost it's, it's, 4, four it's to 3 the in the first one. Yeah, I know. It's of a, of a hockey season like you 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 are 2 and 0 against, you know, the division <laughs> the leading Dallas, Dallas Stars. Stars and then you know, you can't get out of your own way in this game. And you did – the first game you played against Winnipeg was a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- and they beat you. But, yeah, it's just – you can't make any rhyme or reason for it. Sometimes teams match up better than you. Um, and and Winnipeg just took advantage of the shortcomings of Colorado in, in that roster that they have right now. Dallas couldn't figure out a way to do that. And, and Winnipeg did. It was two different teams out on that ice. It was a team who, you know, the Avalanche, like we're saying, like the, the team that they have out there, they've had for a little while. Um, so it's not like just like all these guys are out there, have no clue, like it, it's just no cohesion going on. But you saw the difference of a team that does have cohesion and and are on time with their their passes. And if, you know, with this Avalanche team, the way that they, the, the, the roster that they have, when you have those off nights and you're playing against a team like Winnipeg, they are going to exploit you. And they did over and over and over again. Watching the game in the second period with the manner of play, not just in last night's game, but the first game against the Jets, this is the style of hockey you anticipated in the Stanley cup final against Tampa Bay, like Mm. a really good matchup team. Like this is a loss. Yes. It's ugly. 
but there's not one of those there's not a, a cheap shot or you can't boil it down to boy if they were reviewed that goal where i feel like wheeler was in the crease covering up mm. that shot there's not one moment the, the winnipeg jets just completely beat the colorado avalanche there's there's no two ways about it yeah and we haven't had a game like that in a long time no, and, and and like you said, you're gonna have one, so you ha- you just have to you know lick your wounds and and move on. Um, but you're right. You're, go ahead. And it's different than last year. Like Arizona was the team that beat Colorado handily, yeah. and those were just weird fluke games where you didn't understand it. The Avs kind of played down to the competition and they took advantage. Winnipeg's a different animal. They are mm. a complete team. They yeah. we talk about Hellebuck every time. It's now time to start talking about Morrissey. It's now time to start talking about Blake Wheeler with some kind of respect. This team commands respect this year. And Rick Bonus, he's got this team quietly dominant. Yeah, like you said, it wasn't one of those things. Like there were some things that you thought would go the avalanche way. Uh, one of them did in, in, in reversing that one goal um, mm-hmm. that they had. So... So thankful for that that it's not six to nothing, uh, you know. You know what I mean. But those things don't like it wouldn't have mattered in this yeah. game. You know, it, at that point in the game, that was a big reversal, but you know it didn't affect Winnipeg at all. They just went back to what they were doing, and you know the the I don't know if it was Wheeler who covered the puck up. I don't remember who it was because there was so much commotion there in front of the net. I, I couldn't see who it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like he, I, he I, did like that. That should have been a penalty shot. Um, but again, at that stage in the game, it didn't really matter. Uh, it, it was just one of those things where even if things had gone the avalanche way, Winnipeg was winning this game and yep. you just have to, to tip your hat to them because they played so well. And on the flip side, the avalanche did the opposite. The, the, the only thing that they did well was get shots on net. They had 40 even. 40 shots on goal. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> and, let me that's pre- not including the bad shots they took that were constantly getting blocked. Like new hook had a ton of his shots just getting blocked. And there were a lot that were just missing the cage. I'll get to that uh, new hook, Galchenyuk and foodie line in a minute, mm-hmm. but for, you know, the abs. Yeah. Connor Hellebuck put, put up a shutout. And anytime you do that in an NHL game, you deserve congratulations. Uh, so for 40 shots, well, we're taking into, these are not just shots on net. So 35, so this is 40, uh, seven shots on net, not on net. I'm sorry. 47 shots. 35 of them were low danger. 35. So you're not even getting good looks. You're not even making him work for anything. They're, they're, towards the end of the – yeah, you're going to have moments over the course of 60 minutes in a game where you're going to have some some decent looks. Uh, what's They're their high, high danger shots, three. That's it. Three. So you didn't make him work. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Winnipeg is playing a back-to-back. He would be out there. <laughs> <laughs> even even though even though he had 40 shots on net, you know, that, that that's that's a, a good amount. He didn't have to work for it. No. So again, you give uh credit to Winnipeg's defense, and this is where the avalanche, what they're what they're <clears throat> lacking was on full display. Yep. And and you gotta you've been getting away with it. 
And your next game is against Buffalo, who is now struggling, but they're an exciting team. They might not be winning, but they're an exciting team. Another and Joe's they, reunion. It, it, yeah, that's true. Um, so, you know, who knows what will happen when, when you go there. You, you might be able to get back on track to what you've been doing with this roster. But, go, man, but going up against a team like, like Winnipeg, uh, the, these struggles are real for the guys that, that, you know, for this Avalanche team and the guys that you were missing – Man, that it, that was glaring, glaring tonight. I'm glad you brought up Winnipeg's defense. This is the first time I, I I was thinking about this for a long time, and I cannot remember the last time the Avalanche looked this uncomfortable playing hockey. Like they were, they were completely I, taken out of the game. They were there. It was the Avalanche could not play quote unquote Avalanche branded hockey because no, Winnipeg they had them out of sorts, playing uncomfortable. Nathan McKinnon had that wide-open chance off a rebound, and he couldn't even stuff it in. All he had to do was just tap it. And you could just see the Nathan McKinnon, like, super angry, throwing sticks in the crowd. He wasn't even apparent there. He just was like, whatever, and just kept on skating. I don't know if I would call it uncomfortable. I mean, I think there were things that Winnipeg did to make them uncomfortable, but but, because the Avalanche had... You know the, the transition was transitions were good. Like they they were they were getting out of the zone um, and having good offensive movement. And then once they got into the offensive zone, it was just like everything fell apart. Yeah, and and they couldn't generate anything close to Hellebuck. Everything was from you know outside in the perimeter. They couldn't crack. The, the the Winnipeg defense and get anything into the house. It was it was just it was just frustrating. It was like kind of watching that. It was like watching that that Carolina game mm-hmm. just with more shots on net. And <clears throat> defensively, like these new lineups every night, I finally have seen where it's starting to crack a little bit because the first thing the defense is doing when it does get into our zone is everybody is kind of checking who you have with you at all times like you see everybody's head on a swivel who's down there with me you see that often Mm. like ej's looking around everybody's looking not so much where everybody's positioned who do i have and who do i need to cover for and that that's an issue like we need to start maintaining some stability i know we're having to patch things together because people are getting injured left and right but we need some kind of stability because Nobody really knows who's got who and what everybody's doing. Right. All right. So there's more to get to with this game. Obviously, you know, I think everybody's eyes were on Jean-Luc Foodie and uh, Alex Galchenyuk for this game in particular. Um, and it wasn't the best. So we'll, we'll talk about that. And, of course, we have a sound check to get to. Uh, but first, we have betonline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. I did watch some of that soccer game. I, I have to admit, I watched some of it. It still drives me crazy. Uh, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine. It's like if they called embellishment in soccer, I, uh-huh. I don't, I don't, and there was penalties. I don't know if anybody would be out on the field or the pitch if they call it. The pitch. Uh, Look at you. Can, can like it's it's crazy. It's cra- the sport is crazy because pe- guys are just diving all over the place, and then if someone scores, they get up and celebrate with them like nothing ever happened. I know it's a hard sport to watch, but that was an iconic moment that we got to witness. 
was, was like, it? It was a yeah. big game. There was a lot on the line. Well, I get it was a big game because they moved on, right? So good. Yes. Congratulations. I'm happy. You know, USA, go. But uh, I just it's, – it's a tough sport for me to sit and watch. all. Day. I know. But, I mean, obviously I'm rooting for them. I know how big it is, uh, so I'm rooting for them. And uh, you can bet on the World Cup over at betonline.net. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every professional sport and amateur league out there. From football to basketball, obviously soccer and esports and our beloved hockey, we've got it all at betonline.net. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. That is betonline.net. It's where the game starts. All right. Uh, Jean-Luc Foodie in his first call-up and Alex Galchenyuk in his first game since uh, signing his one-year deal with the Avalanche uh, on the same line with Alex Newhook centering that line. That was the third line uh, for the Avs. Uh, didn't start out so hot for, for Foodie. He got checked pretty hard. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, almost uh, like it was It was up towards you know the neck. I'm not saying it was a bad hit or anything, but uh, just the way he was positioned, he kind of left himself wide open for a, a big hit, and he – got big hit <laughs> what what was that bowers that had that that moment like he had I was like one the shift. same thing i, I was, was thinking like, the same oh, exact no. thing <laughs> yeah so here we go again another guy who finally gets an opportunity in his first shift he's gonna get hurt yeah. no but he stung stuck around uh where did he have he had over 10 he had 12 minutes of ice time um everybody on the abs had at least 10 minutes uh last night believe it or not i, I think that's the first time all year that's happened I think we kind of have to at this point. I mean, when you're down, you're not just going to roll your top line out there all the time. Um, And then he followed that up pretty quickly with a penalty. I honestly thought it was a little bit of a soft penalty. But when when the player goes down to his knees, it looked worse than it was. And he got immediately called for a penalty and Winnipeg scored on it. So you get checked into the board on your the very first time you touch the puck on professional ice. You follow that up with a penalty, which they score on, and away Winnipeg goes. He did draw a couple penalties. I was about to uh, say, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Got that Joe stability to draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, And you saw at time, towards the end his speed and his skating ability. But other than that, it was tough because that line in particular struggled to get anything going offensively i was way i wanted him i remember when when the avalanche or excuse me when the, the denver broncos drafted clinton portis way oh, back yeah and and you, all you heard about was clinton portis at speed all season long i'm just waiting for that breakout so you can see him just like just blow the defenders in the dust you know what i mean just and and i was waiting for him to just get some sort of breakout and it didn't really happen. There was a, a minor one towards the end where he had a defender on him, but you could see, you know, him, him kind of getting past him a little bit. He had a little backhand on that, which wasn't going to get back past Hellebuck. Um, but specifically for Foodie and really that whole line, that was a microcosm for what happened for the Avalanche last night. They struggled to generate anything offensively. And <clears throat> that super line of Foodie, Newhook, and Galchenyuk. Yes. Foodie was the only one that registered shots. Really? See, I didn't even get that far into the stats yet. Um, Galchenyuk, nothing. Newhook didn't get a shot on net. 
man. See, and that's, that's, that's we were we were talking about this yesterday with Galchenyuk. He was there. He was visible. Saw him a couple times. That's great. Good job mm-hmm. for checking in. But we need you to generate. We don't need yes. the twenty-year-old foodie generating <laughs> to, like, to be the. Yeah, like we yeah, we gave point. Galchenyuk some clout. We talked about how his potential could be. You can't get out there and register no shots. And no, you, they, you saw that in what Bednar was. I with Bednar's comments post game, I feel like guys that are going out there and just kind of punching in, punching out. I feel like that's kind of where Bednar's frustrations are right now. Like mm-hmm. the top line can't do it all. Like Nathan, Kale, Miko, they're getting their shots. They're doing their job. We yeah. need something else from somebody else. Anybody, please. Well, these are one of these games where where you have, okay, yeah, as inexperienced as New Hook is, you still have a lot of expectation for him. Mm-hmm. And if he's centering a line with two guys that are brand new, you're putting a lot of faith in him that he can lift his game and help those guys lift their game. And and I don't know if Alex Newhook is at that position right now. You know what I mean? I, I think Newhook needs to play with guys that are maybe a little bit more seasoned because – he was the veteran of that line, technically, yeah. for, in, in Avalanche terms. Yeah, uh, for for playing for the Avalanche, He's, and 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 that's it was a risk. Um, it's one of those things where it's like if it works and he looks good, that's a great jumping off point for him. If it goes bad, you look at it and you're like, well, why did you think it was gonna go well? So and it didn't go well. Um, I have here so the Galchenyuk. New hook foodie line only had on I shot attempts four is four. So three of those came from foodie. So one of and the, I think I, one I remember, of those was a block on new hook. Yeah. New hook did have a shot like from the slot, which yeah. went, so it wasn't on net. Um, so they're obviously counting that one. So on I shot attempts against they had 13. So, and that that's the most for any line combination for the avalanche. Uh, you know, the Lekin and McKinnon and Rantanen line had 10 shot attempts against, but they're out there more than everybody else. So they're going to have a little bit more as far. And this is, this is where it just gets bad. So your Corsi score and your Fenwick score was your percentages. And once again, if you're not familiar with those Corsi tracks, every single shot thrown towards the goal whether it is blocked whether it's on net whether it goes wide anything directed towards the goal they is made this counted. for burakovsky this is where this is yeah <laughs> yeah uh and then the fenwick removes the blocked shots okay so the percentages um if they're around 50 50 that means you had an equal amount of shots thrown towards the net as you did give up on defense for the Corsi. The Galchenyuk, Newhook, and Foudy line, Foodie line, only had 23.5% of the Corsi score, while the Fenwick was at 25%. So three quarters of the time, or 75% of the time, the shots that were taken while those three were on the ice were for Winnipeg. Not going to win that way. And it was brought up in the YouTube comments. I'm sorry, I do not remember your name. I love you all the same. Um <laughs> That's one of Galchenyuk's things. He does not cover on defense, and he doesn't know the Avalanche defense. And Foodie doesn't because this is game one, brand new. So, brand new. So, uh, I mean, you're you're, we're going to have some some growing pains there. 
Um, so to put them both on a line, I thought was a risk. Maybe you're, you're, you're counting on Galchenyuk's, uh, you know, 10 years in the league. Um, but remember when, when Josh Manson came over last year Yeah. Uh, on the defensive end, it took him a little while. to. he's like, they do things differently here. Like yep. that was a comment from him. He's like, I, I got to get used to how they do things here. So that's on the defensive end. On the offensive end, which they are usually, you know, a very highly touted offensive team. As we're talking about this, it just seemed like this was a collision course to have a disaster type of game. It really did. And I'm not making excuses for the avalanche. But when you look at it, it's like, man, like if they could have pulled this off, it would have been maybe one of the the, the bigger miracles of, of the season. And the fact that it went so poorly for the majority of the game kind of doesn't surprise me right now. But you know, you're on a four-game road trip. You're going to have most of these guys for the for the, the the trip here. You don't really send guys up and down on road trips. So uh, maybe by the end of it, maybe this is a, a good like galvanizing moment for this this team and, and specific players. Yeah, I think you I think you just nailed it right there. Like, let's look at it. Come on, Avalanche fans. Let's 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 look at this. Like. We lost. This is a good thing. We lost, what, this is our 20th game? Mm-hmm. We had our bad game now. And it's a good thing we did. We have Buffalo to adjust. But can you imagine if we would have won this game 5 nothing? Uh. We would be justifying a lot of pieces on this team. And then when people are returning, we'd have to lobby, what are we going to do with Galchenyuk? Do you, he had that performance like, Games that you're we've had issues, we've had mm. patchwork lineups. If we would have won this game, we'd have been justifying a lot of talent that probably shouldn't be there because there are problems. We talk about it every episode. There are it's the top line producing and nobody else. You can't justify winning this way, and this is not how we're supposed to be. So you had you got exposed, the whole team saw where things aren't working. Make things work against Buffalo because it's going to be an even tougher test against Boston. I mean, if we were following up this game against Boston, I think Avs Nation would be in hysterics right now. Yeah, they, they would not feel too confident about. But I think you you go up against Buffalo, and you know you, you should be able to perform a lot better against a, a lesser than Buffalo team. Although, like I said, they are exciting. They're exciting, but they you you can score on them. Um, so it, it could be a good, you know, the schedule works out for the avalanche as far as, you know, who you follow this game up against and the Avs have to take advantage of it. They must, must learn from this. This cannot be the trend. You cannot mm. continue the slide into Buffalo because it's only going to get worse from here. You must improve from this performance. Yeah. All right, so we have a sound check to get to for this game. Um, this is our Locked On Avalanche sound check. You can go over to Spotify, search LOA Sound Check Volume Two, and Kyle and I will pick. Well, we do pick songs uh, that summarize how we feel the most recent game went. In this case, the Avalanche five to nothing loss to Winnipeg. So uh, go over to Spotify, follow the playlist, and whenever new songs get added, uh, you can listen to them in celebration or in this case misery so uh what do you have here sir everybody knows me i'm the heavy metal guy (laughs) (laughs) Scott punk um but you don't know me 
I'm not continuing with this. Mm-hmm. We're going with a, a guy named Laszlo Bain. Why do I know that, that name? You okay. know that name and you know yeah. this song. The song is Superman. It's the theme song from Scrubs. Oh, you're right. I, I can't I do this all that, yes. on my own. Yeah. I know Superman. I um, do know that. Yeah. I was like, where do I know? And that's the only song I know. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> but like the words of the song kind of, okay, the honeymoon's for real, for real over. We're done. Yeah. We're, the Stanley Cup champion stuff, it's done. We have to figure out how to put this campaign together to navigate this season we're not superman anymore we're not like last year's gone gabe landeskog's not there nachushkin's not there we're not the same avalanche team we have to figure out things we have to get you can't just say well they're gonna go in there and play avalanche hockey you have to actually put in the effort Mm. and i'm talking to lines two through four And and I think they have been for most of the game, but you know, last night was a different take, and I get that. Uh, but you're, yeah, the the one lyric in that song, like you said, like I can't do this. I can't all do this all on my own. That's, I'm that's no super so perfect. Yeah, that's so perfect. Um, for me, I, I'm I'm going uh, the REM route. Mm. Uh, one of my all time favorite bands, um, and they have a song called "Bad Day." exactly what it was um so yeah yeah it came out man maybe 15 years ago i'd say um it was it was on it was on a greatest hits album like it was an old song that they never released really they released a greatest hits album they they got back together re-recorded it uh fantastic fantastic video by the way if you want to go check out the video it's like they're they're like giving like a a news broadcast and uh, Mike Mills, the bass player, is like the uh, the weatherman. So he's singing parts of the song while he's doing the weather. It's really cool. It's a really cool video. But um, yeah, I mean, song wise, it's it's you know, it is a good song. I had no idea day. unreleased. What's that? I had no idea it was unreleased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a bad day. Please don't take a picture. Is yep. how the chorus goes. So there you go. Uh, go check those out. So a couple other things that I wanted to get to as far as this game goes. Um, sure, the Avalanche had 40 shots on goal. Faceoffs are a problem that needs fixing. I, I'm getting tired of losing faceoff percentages. This one is 37% to 63%. Like, th- how are you this bad game after game on faceoffs? And I think we just let it go when you win. You know, winning cures everything, even terrible face-off percentages. But when it happens in games like this, like I, I, it just, I can't wrap my head around why this team, this team on face-offs is like the Denver Broncos on offense. You know you what you're to- going to get. You know they're going to lose them, and you, you, it's just terrible. And I don't like it. Just. Yeah, they they make up for it in other ways, and 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 that's fine because, like I said, they're, they're winning and they, and they score. But man, like when when you're taking a face off, and you can almost immediately say we're going to be on the defense, that that's not good, even for your top line. Your top line wants to get out there, and if you have an offensive zone face off and you lose that with your top line out there, 
that's, you know, you're only out there for 30, 45 seconds. That's half of that time gone. Even if the team clears it or, or whatever they're going to do, and you, you have to regain position of the puck, half of your shift is gone, and you could have had you could have had more offensive opportunities. And it's happening over and over and over again. And I'm sure they're working on it. I'm sure they're trying to figure out ways, but nothing's working right now. It's crazy. That's what I was about to say. With a team this bad at faceoffs, I bet you faceoff drills at practice, they drop the puck and they just it just stare at it for 15 minutes because nobody's going to win it. It's basically no, like a license. The Avalanche fight. win it in practice. It doesn't matter who takes it in practice because it's an Avalanche versus an Avalanche. So, yeah, I mean, somebody has to. But yeah. no, it's it's so frustrating. And I honestly, I think we because we look at it every post game. We always look at it, and I think we probably win one game in the faceoff department every two or three weeks. It's yeah. not. It's not <laughs> like yeah. a not two or three games. Two, two or, or three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know what? Tomorrow, remind me. I'm gonna go through and, and see how many we've won uh, total this year. I, I can almost guarantee I, it's I, on one hand. Yeah, I think it's. It has to be one or two. I think no. I think we have one, one or two. But it, it's you know, out of 20 games, it's probably on one hand how many times they, they've. Oh, won I don't think it's any higher than one or two. No. It, it's bad. It's that bad. They're the worst in the league at faceoff percentages. And if if you're going to be over outplayed, overmatched in a game like this, you need every advantage you can, and the faceoff will give it to you. And if you're not going to take that, then get used to five to nothing. I mean, well, faceoffs like I'm not going to put the blame on five to nothing on the faceoffs. All I'm saying is like it's you, a way to curb that. Sometimes, yeah, depending on the situation, yeah. Yeah, if, maybe for a goal or something like that. But because I mean, um, they they took a challenge to try and change the momentum of the game. They mm -hmm. tried everything possible, and if you're not getting winning those faceoffs and trying to start and assert yourself into the game, yeah, you're, you're so, playing you're playing Winnipeg's game at that point. This was very early in the game. Um, Kale McCarr just collected the puck, kind of went behind the goal just to settle things down, and. Uh, the the net had been dislodged just a little bit. So they blew the play. Like nothing was happening. Kalmakar was just behind the net waiting for like a line change to come out. They blew the play dead and so they could fix the net and they went and had a face off. Immediately, I'm like, the Avs just lost possession. Yep. They had possession, but because the puck was, or because the net was dislodged, they had to stop and have a face off. Now we don't have the puck. And guess what happened? They didn't have the puck. Winnipeg won the faceoff. So you went from literally having the puck behind the net. Who knows what could have happened on, a, on an offensive rush to because the, puck, the the net was dislodged, you had to drop a new puck, and you don't have the possession anymore. And eventually That's the you're stuff talking about. The goalie's going to stop freezing the puck. They're going to start playing it out more <laughs> because they know. It's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's going to happen. Ugh, it, it's bad. Um, on the power play, which which is you know the number one power play in the league, you were 0 for 3. That it's gonna happen, you know what I mean? Like you're not gonna be at, you know, I think they're like 33 percent or something like that, which is 35 percent, which is great. You're gonna have games where you don't like, you know, get a power play goal. But it, again, in games like this, you needed to rely on it. You you needed your 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 power play uh, to, to to really connect, and it didn't, and it went back to being predictable. It, you just did the drop back pass and you just got it into the zone. And um, it, 
again, Winnipeg was good with getting in lanes and, and making it a little bit difficult for them, but there was a lot of standing around on the power play. Um, the Avs just looked pedestrian last night. They just looked like, not like I say that they were bored, but um, it was one of those games where I felt like they, they were relying too much on the their talent, especially like the top line, and not really just going for it. Just like hammering pucks in front of the net. But part of that is they don't have the guys. They, they don't have Landeskog there. They don't have Nachuskin there. And that's going to make you force you play a different style, especially in the power play. But the power play didn't look good last night. They didn't take advantage of anything, anything to mm-hmm. change the momentum. They didn't look ready to play. The Zamboni broke down, gave you extra time to catch your breath. <laughs> nothing, nothing. They didn't take advantage of any of it, and it showed in every stat. Mm. Yeah, and you just didn't have that that wave after wave after wave or line after line after line of just offense, just you know, breathing down your neck. And 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 I say that. And they had 40 shots on goal. You know what I mean? But it, it didn't wasn't feel like that. It. it didn't feel like it, but it just and like I said, the <clears throat> shots were easy. They were just from yep. the perimeter. Like they you didn't have and, and again it goes back to you know the roster that they have right now, but it they didn't they just didn't you just didn't have that just offensive firepower that just constantly just just comes at you in waves. Just wasn't there last night. Um, some of it is on the avalanche, some of it is to the credit of, of Winnipeg. So, like I said in the beginning, um, we're gonna we're gonna end this episode, and then we are never going to talk about this game ever again. Um, maybe with the exception of in like a month from now, we can look back and say like, oh, that was like a, a jumping off point for them. That's something that they learned from. That's the only way we're gonna reference this game. Yep. Other than that, you throw it in the trash bin. Yeah. So. All right, everybody, uh, that will wrap it up, thankfully, uh, for this episode. We still appreciate you making this your first listen of the day. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are, are you know, running to listen to podcasts like ours, especially Final Loss, because they, they, they get angry. When people get angry, they want to get a lot of stuff off their chest, and hopefully we've done that for you uh, today anyway. So, uh, yeah, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Um, we will be back tomorrow. I think we're going to take a look at December. It's There's a lot of stuff going on in December. So uh, I've got to forget about this quickly. So we'll talk about that, whatever else happens. So, um, All right, man. It's going to wrap it up. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, Go, Abs, go.